Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I own the Seckler Law Firm, and I do this radio show each and every week to give you the information you need to make great decisions for your family. So I, I hope this is a great educational episode for you. I hope you learn a lot, and I hope you make some great decisions. But listen, don't make decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. Uh, this is for your information. This is for your education. This is not legal advice, and legal issues tend to need legal advice. So you need to reach out to a law firm if you need some help. My law firm is available anytime. You give us a call at 724 724- Five four six four two two seven, or check us out at our website secklerlawfirm.com now my last name is hard to spell my first name isn't so just go to estateplantim.com and you'll get to the website uh, and at the website there's all types of information about the things we're going to be chatting about today um, and you can uh, register there to attend one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops where we will teach you really how to protect your family your finances your legacy from um, from the other people that would like to take it from you. Things like taxes and long-term care expenses, creditors, lawsuits. How do you protect yourself from this stuff? I'm going to teach you all about that because what I believe is that uh, if you have some stuff, you probably worked pretty hard for that stuff, uh, and you should keep it. I don't want the other people to get it. I want the money to be for you and for your family or your preferred you know, friends or nonprofits, but the money is yours you should keep it. Uh, and that's a pretty simple goal, but sometimes it requires some pretty complicated planning to accomplish it. And that's just the reality of, of the way that this world works. And so we got to do some good planning. And so if you come to one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops, I'm going to teach you how to do it. And it's a free workshop. Uh, you can come to the workshop and I'm going to teach you all about uh, wills and I'm going to teach you about powers of attorney and trusts in this crazy nursing home Medicaid system that we have that requires you to go broke if you need a nursing home. And I'm going to teach you how to protect yourself because I want you to keep it, I want your family to keep it, and I don't want it in the hands of the government. Now, today's episode, we're going to be speaking about the, uh, the government putting their hands on your money. Uh, I want to talk to you about the three death taxes, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and when it's good, bad, and ugly, at least as it re, uh, relates to middle-class Americans, um, there are three death taxes that you need to be aware of. Uh, the federal state tax, Pennsylvania's inheritance tax, and then the uh, a thing called the SECURE Act, which is really a hidden death tax on you. Um, and that's the ugly. Okay, so we're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and how could a tax be good? Well, it's not. Okay, there is no good. But here's the thing. For middle-class Americans, the good is that the federal estate tax doesn't apply to you. All right, so everybody's concerned out there. You know, when people reach out to our law firm, um, there's this concern that when, when I pass away, there's some big tax coming. All right. Well, the big tax is the federal estate tax. Um, but at least for middle-class Americans, by my definition of middle-class Americans, we haven't had to worry about the federal uh, estate tax since um, George W. Bush was in office because since then we've had at least a $5 million lifetime exemption from this tax, which means I could die with $5 million and my wife could die with $5 million. So for a married couple, that's $10 million with no federal estate tax. Uh, and so Right now, the number is actually sitting at $12.9 million each. So for a married couple, $26 million. And look, I, uh, 
I don't know who listens to the radio show, and I don't know if your definition matches mine. It may or may not. But at $20, $25 million, that's a pretty wealthy family. Um, and, and to have $20, 25000000 million and there would be no federal estate tax, I think we middle-class folks can agree that we probably don't have a concern, at least as it result, uh, at least as it, uh, it involves the federal estate tax. And so by definition – middle-class Americans, at least Tim's definition of middle-class Americans, don't have that kind of money. So then we do not have a federal estate tax, which is great because when that sucker hits, um, it can hit at 30, 40 percent. And it, it, you know, and, and that is a, is a heavy, heavy tax. Uh, so if, if I could die for the last 20 years, there essentially hasn't been a federal estate tax on the middle class, then you know, how is it that that everybody knows about this thing? And the answer is because, um, <clears throat> well, back in the late 1990s, the lifetime exemption was well below a million dollars. It was in the late, it was in the high 600,000s. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that have that kind of money. You take into account uh, the home equity value, the retirement account, and and life insurance policies, which which count for the federal estate tax. Uh, a lot of people got to seven hundred grand, so a lot of people were subject to the inheritance tax. But it just hasn't mattered for a long time, and I don't think it's going to matter for middle class Americans for the future. You know, they could always change this thing. At some point in time, it's supposed to come down to six or seven million dollars in a few years. So if you happen to have six or seven million dollars, or um, north of say ten or twelve as a married couple, you probably want to do some planning because these are this twelve point nine number that we have right now is super high. So you probably should reach out and do some planning for the federal estate tax. But um, for for most middle class families, it's just not a concern. Okay, so so then we're not really worried about the federal estate tax, which for today's episode we're going to call that good, right? So we're doing death taxes, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good for the middle class is we don't have to worry about the federal estate tax anytime real soon. Okay. What's the bad? The bad is Pennsylvania's inheritance tax. So if you die as a Pennsylvania resident, somebody's going to pay some taxes. Um, there are very low exemptions on this thing. So here's how it works. This is an inheritance tax, not an estate tax. Right? So there are something like it's it's less than half of the states have a death tax at all. It's like 22 states, I think, have a death tax. Pennsylvania is one of them. And Pennsylvania is only one of six states that has an inheritance tax. The rest of them are estate taxes. <clears throat> so an estate tax is technically owed by the estate. Um, if I pass away and stuff goes through my will, my executor has to pay the tax. Right? An inheritance tax is technically owed by the person inheriting the money. Right, that's an inheritance tax. Now, it's common practice in Pennsylvania for the estate to cover the taxes. The, the estate writes the check, but the legal responsibility is, is largely on the person inheriting the money to make sure that the tax gets paid. Okay? Now, what are the tax rates? Well, here's the, here's the problem. It's confusing. So there is a 0% tax between spouses. All right? So if I die and I leave everything to my lovely wife, she's not paying any inheritance tax. Technically, for you technicians out there, it's still subject to the tax. It's just at a 0% rate. Um, so no death tax between spouses or if I leave the money to a nonprofit, no, no death tax there. Fine. Um, 
If I leave money to lineal descendants, kids and grandkids, or for that matter, lineal ascendants, if I leave money to my parents, that's a 4.5% tax these days, okay? So a 4.5% tax. Now, understand that it matters not where my family lives. It's where I pass away. If I pass away as a Pennsylvania resident, whether my kids in, uh, live in Pennsylvania, doesn't matter. If my kids live in Texas, they're going to pay Pennsylvania's inheritance tax for uh, exercising the privilege of inheriting money from someone who died as a Pennsylvania resident. And so that's, uh, that's going to be the tax that is applied. So it's where I live. Now, so what's subject to the tax? Pretty much everything. Um, if you pass away as a Pennsylvania resident, your, your, your investments are potentially subject to the tax, your house is subject to the tax, any other real estate, your car, pretty much what you got is subject to the tax with a few minor exceptions. One is Pennsylvania does not tax life insurance proceeds. Who knows why? Strong life insurance lobby probably, but they don't uh, tax the, uh, the proceeds of life insurance benefits. Um, and they don't tax out-of-state real estate. Now, they would love to, but they don't have jurisdiction over out-of-state real estate, so they can't tax the transfer upon the death of out-of-state real estate. So if I own a place in Florida, Pennsylvania doesn't get a tax on the transfer of that property. But pretty much everything else is subject to the 4.5% death tax if I leave money to my kid. Now, how do you avoid the death tax? Well, generally speaking, you got to give up control of your money. You could give the house to your kids, which I don't typically recommend. You could put the money into a trust to avoid the tax. Okay, but so the, the challenge with the Pennsylvania inheritance tax and avoiding it is any step that you take to avoid it um, will, will typically cause you a capital gains tax mistake. So let me give you a quick example. Um, if I, uh, let's say I want to avoid the inheritance tax, and, and let's say I own a house that I bought 30 years ago for $100,000, and today it's worth $200,000. It's worth, let, let's say, $300,000. So I've had a, a $200,000 capital gain. Okay, and I would like to avoid the inheritance tax because I don't want my kids to have to pay 4.5% times 300000 when I pass away. Fine. So I've read it somewhere that maybe I should give my house to my kids. Here's why it's a mistake. I can give my house to my kid. And after a year, yeah, then it avoids the inheritance tax. But the problem is that was my primary residence. And I have a $200,000 gain on that residence. Remember, I bought it for 100000 and today it's worth 300000 which means there's a $200,000 capital gain. And when an asset that has grown in value sells, it's subject to a capital gains tax, which combined federal state could look like 18%. So let's say I own this house for 100 and I give it to my kid. Well, if I give it to my kid, my kid takes what's called carryover basis, which means my kid owns it for the same $100,000 I owned it for. Fine. Um, but then, you know, seven years later, I want to downsize. I'm living in this house. My son now owns it. I want, maybe I need to move into an assisted living facility. We want to sell the house. So here's the problem. If I ever sold my primary residence... It's largely exempt from capital gains taxation, so we don't have to pay the 18% tax. But if I give the house to my kid, and now we sell the house, it's not me selling the house. It's my child selling the house, and it's not the child's primary residence, which means my child is going to have to recognize a $200,000 gain, uh, and we just made a $36,000 tax mistake. Right? So we thought 
we were avoiding Pennsylvania's four and a half percent inheritance tax, and that was a good idea. We saved nine grand, four and a half percent times. Uh, no, it would be what thirteen thousand five hundred. We we, we saved four and a half percent times three hundred grand, right? So we saved thirteen thousand dollars in taxes. Wonderful, except then when the house sells. My kid is going to have to recognize a $200,000 capital gain, and he's going to pay a $36,000 tax to the IRS uh, for having made a capital gains tax mistake. Now, here's the other thing to understand about the capital gains tax is if my son, instead of me giving it to him during my life, if my son um, inherits the property when I pass away, now he doesn't own it for 100. He gets a thing called stepped up tax basis, which means my kid doesn't own it for 100. My kid owns it for 300. My kid is then free to sell it after I've passed away for 300. And if he owns it for three and sells it for three, then there's no gain and there's no capital gains tax. So the capital gains tax can be largely avoided by allowing our kids to inherit assets that have grown in value rather than us giving it to them during our life. Okay, So this is all very complicated, but what it boils down to is if I want to avoid the capital gains tax, I need to leave the asset in my name until I pass away, which, which also means we're going to pay the inheritance tax. So we often advise our clients it makes sense to pay the inheritance tax because that is going to allow us to avoid the capital gains tax, which is typically a bigger hit. Okay, So this inheritance tax stuff, um, it's complicated, um, and... Um, and just kind of a pain in the neck the whole way around. And, and they know what they've done. They set it at a place 4.5%. Well, all right, it's kind of like the mosquito tax, right? Like, I don't want to be bitten by a mosquito, but I'm also not going to run across the backyard like a crazy person trying to get away from one. And they know you're not going to take dramatic action to try to get away from a 4.5% tax, and they just collect the money. They just keep collecting the money. Um, now, if you don't have children, here, here's the thing that you should be a little, a little unhappy about. If you don't have children and you want to leave the money to somebody else, the tax rate goes up uh, 12% if I leave my asset to a sibling and 15% if I leave the money to pretty much anyone else, nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors, significant others to whom I'm not married. If I want to leave money to my girlfriend, that's a 15% tax. All right? Now, I think it's important to take a step back here in a second and talk about why this is problematic, I think, for the Department of Revenue. Um, but before we do that, let me, just, uh, let me just comment once that if you've got questions about this stuff, this is the kind of thing that I teach you, that, that my law firm teaches you, at our workshops. So if you come to one of our Three Secrets workshops, Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy, we offer them. Uh, and We've got workshops coming up both in Cranberry Township and in South Point. Uh, north of town and south of town that you can get to easily. Uh, and we're going to teach you all this stuff, and we're going to teach you how you can use trust to avoid some of these issues and, and at least to be savvy with the taxes uh, while protecting stuff from the nursing home. So you can find out all about them by going to my website. The website is secularlawfirm.com because the name of my law firm is Secular Law Firm, but my name is hard to spell. So go to estateplantim.com. And it's going to redirect you to the website, and you're going to be able to find all the upcoming workshop dates, schedule, and uh, and and I we look forward to meeting you there. Okay, now let's talk about why the inheritance tax. Uh, I think Department of Revenue has a problem. I think the inheritance tax is going to go away. Um, I don't know when, but mark my words, I think the inheritance tax is going to go away. In fact, there's a bill currently in the PA House of Representatives. Uh, called House Bill 136 
that was introduced by Valerie Gatos out of, of Moon Township that would repeal the inheritance tax. Um, and so there is actually action on this right now to potentially get rid of this thing. Now, they proposed it a few years ago. It didn't get any traction. It's been proposed again as recently as three months ago. Uh, no traction yet, but if you call your House of Representatives members, we actually have a bill in there right now that we could say, hey, I'm a big fan of this thing. Let's get rid of this tax, and, and maybe we can together get some action here. Um, House Bill 136 would get rid of the Pennsylvania inheritance tax. At least that's that's the way that I read it. Now, if that doesn't do it, I think here's ultimately the, the argument that wins the day. I think we can get rid of this tax. If, if we speak loud enough and yell loud enough, and if I've got any um, PA constitutional law uh, attorneys listening to the radio show, I want to take a case with you. Um, I think it's discriminatory. It's obviously discriminatory. Uh, 4.5% to my lineal descendants, 12% to my siblings, 15% uh, to nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors. It's obviously discriminatory. The question is, is it unconstitutionally discriminatory? Because anytime you've got a tax that treats people differently depending on our relationships, well, it's obviously discrimination. If we just look at the root word of discrimination, that's discriminatory. The, the, the tax is discriminated based on who, who inherits my money. Here's what I think wins the day, though. Um, you know, there's no legal requirement to get married in this world. There's no legal requirement to have babies in this world. And so there's, and there's lots of people who are married who can't have babies. There's lots of people who are not married who cannot have babies. There's a lot of health issues that impact a woman's ability to give birth or a male's ability to impregnate a woman. There's lots of health issues that could impact whether we could have a baby. Now, my family, we were blessed with children. But I've got friends who would love to have children and are just not able to do it. And so then they work hard to accumulate some stuff, and they want to leave money to their siblings or their nephews whom they love. But now those nephews are going to pay 15% tax? Why are we penalizing a family that's unable to have babies, right? Uh, I just I think that this thing is archaic. I think it's outdated. I don't think it reflects, you know, it, it, it doesn't reflect the reality of the world that we live in. And here's, here's the bigger problem for the Pennsylvania inheritance tax, and, and the thing that I think is ultimately going to destroy it, is when it passed, there was not such a thing as gay marriage in this state, or I, I probably in any other state when this thing was passed. But now, in Pennsylvania and everywhere else, there is gay marriage. I don't profess to know everything about the gay community. However, my understanding is that if two men are married to each other, it's pretty impossible for them to give birth to a baby. Now, sure, they could adopt a baby, they, but pretty hard to give birth to a baby uh, with two guys or two women. And so now we have a protected class. We now have gay marriage, which now the law is recognizing homosexual marriage in relationships, and they're getting all kinds of rights, social security rights, different rights under the law. Um, and when looking at a constitutional argument around the law, it doesn't necessarily have to be constitutional on its face, unconstitutional on its face. It's the impact you got to look at. And in my opinion, this Pennsylvania inheritance tax, now that we have a, what, what is awfully close to looking like a protected class, which is a legal technical term, but a protected class of people uh, in, in the homosexual community, now you've got a protected class, and it's, this law, this tax, is going to have a disproportionate uh, impact on them 
because statistically speaking, I haven't done the study, but I'm willing to take a gander that gay marriages result in fewer children than heterosexual marriages, and therefore gay people are getting hit harder with the Pennsylvania inheritance tax, and I think that's ultimately the argument that carries the day to get rid of the inheritance tax. Um, So there you have it. That's my take on the inheritance tax, and for any reason, I want to get rid of the inheritance tax, and I, uh, I want to point out PA House Bill 136, if you call your state representatives and say, hey, I'm really interested in this House Bill 136 that gets rid of the death tax, maybe we can actually put some momentum behind this thing uh, and and actually finally once and for all get rid of this pain-in-the-neck tax uh, that we have that most states don't. There you go. That's my take on the inheritance tax. That's the bad. Remember, it's called the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let me give you the ugly now. Here's the ugly one. It's called the SECURE Act, and it passed in 2020. Um, and the SECURE Act impacts your IRAs, IRAs, 401Ks, 403Bs, Roths. Uh, if you've got tax-qualified money, it was impacted by a thing called the SECURE Act. Now, who could vote against a thing called the SECURE Act? Now, I've done a- other episodes on the SECURE Act, and you can go back and do a deeper dive on it. But here's, here's the effect of the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act did a couple of things that were beneficial. But the, the the hidden agenda here was increased taxation on your retirement accounts when you pass away. All right. So used to be the case that if my father would pass away prior to the Secure Act, if my father would pass away and leave me his retirement account, thanks, Dad, I could take his retirement account and I could make it sort of my own retirement account. It was what we used to call an inherited IRA. So I could have an inherited IRA, which means if the money was in a retirement an IRA. Dad's IRA essentially becomes my IRA, and I'm allowed to pull the money out over my life expectancy. So let's say when Dad passed away, I'm in my 60s. I might have 20 years tax-deferred growth on this money. Wonderful. 20 years tax-deferred growth in the stock market. Um, if, if he leaves me $100,000, it could easily become, what, four or $500,000 over 20 years in the market. Great. So now we had a situation where the American baby boomer is the, is the wealthiest generation in the history of planet Earth. And all of their money is in retirement accounts. And they were about to shift the retirement accounts to the next generation over the next couple decades. Um, And this was a huge opportunity for your kids to have some upward mobility because your IRA, which is a tax-favorite account, would go to your kids and continue to be a tax-favorite account. And this was beautiful. So they took it away from you uh, with a thing called the SECURE Act. Now what happens is if my dad passes away and leaves me his retirement account, thanks, Dad, Now I get his retirement account. I don't get to stretch the money over my life expectancy. I have to take all of the money out of the account within the first 10 years after he passes away. So not only do I lose 20, 30 years of tax-deferred growth on the money, now I have to pay ordinary income tax rates on this within the first 10 years after he passes away. And if I'm still 60 years old, what are most 60-year-olds still doing? They're still working. And so if I'm already in a higher income tax bracket, when my dad leaves me the money. Now I have to take his IRA and in the first 10 years put it on top of my 1040. This is ordinary income, and I'm going to pay ordinary income tax rates. could be 30% on this this additional money. And so now the federal government, when they passed this thing called the SECURE Act, they didn't call it a death tax, okay? It's technically income taxation of tax-favored accounts. But... It is a tax that is due within a defined period of time after I pass away. Because I passed away, 
That sounds an awful lot like a death tax. And who has these dollars? Middle-class Americans have these dollars, right? Because remember, going back to the beginning of the episode, you can die with $20 million without a federal estate tax right now. And I'm not angry at people with $20 million. I'd love to be a people with $20 million, right? Great. Let's worry about federal estate tax planning. But you can pass away with $20 million and currently no federal estate tax for a married couple. But a retired school teacher who managed to scrap a half a million dollars in a retirement account, now when she passes away, there's a tax that's due within a defined period of time after she passed away because she passed away. Folks, that is a death tax on the middle class. Whether the government wants to call it that or not, it's what it is, right? And you should be furious. If you're finding out about this for the first time, you should be furious because they they flat out stole from your children. Um, now, you want to learn more about this kind of stuff, I'd be happy to teach you more of this kind of stuff. you got to come to one of our estate planning workshops. My entire purpose, my entire purpose of doing this radio show and owning a law firm is to protect families from undue taxes, long-term care expenses, and all the different headaches that occur that prevent you from reaching your ultimate goal, which likely looks something like, I've got some stuff, I want my stuff to get to my family without any undue burdens, any undue headache, expense, taxation, or risk of loss to things like a nursing home, right? If that seems to look like your goals, then you need to do some planning. And if you're sitting on a simple will that you've done when the kids are little, I'm going to tell you, you have not done real planning. You're still subject to these issues. So come to one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops. We've got workshops coming up in Cranberry Township and in South Point. Go to estateplantim.com. My name's Tim Seckler. I own the Seckler Law Firm. Estateplantim.com will get you there. Register for one of our upcoming workshops. I'm going to teach you how to protect yourself from this stuff. I appreciate you listening to this week's episode. Call your House of Representatives. Tell them you like PA House Bill 136 and you do not like the inheritance tax. There you go. There's my tip of the week. Um, Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you here next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.